Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, December 5th. In today's news, the Supreme Court rules that President Trump can enforce his travel ban. Bob Mueller's team says Paul Manafort has violated a court order. And the White House is reportedly mulling the creation of a private spy network to circumvent U.S. intelligence agencies. But first, the big idea. The RNC's return to Alabama for Roy Moore shows that Trump has completed his takeover of the GOP. The Republican National Committee announced Monday night that it is reopening the spigot for Roy Moore in Alabama, going all in to elect a candidate accused of sexual misconduct against teenage girls to the United States Senate. The underlying facts have not changed in the three weeks since the RNC cut off Moore. In fact, new women have come forward. Additional evidence has emerged. And the candidate, who categorically denies any wrongdoing, has shifted his story. What changed is Trump's mind. He formally endorsed Moore yesterday after seeing polls that showed he can win. The president came to identify with the former judge because of his own experience with the Access Hollywood tape last year. Moore said Trump called him from Air Force One yesterday on a trip to Utah and said, quote, Go get him, Roy. The GOP's moral compass continues to spin in circles, unable to find true north. The National Republican Senatorial Committee, which canceled a joint fundraising agreement with Moore, said it's not following the RNC's lead, at least for now. But there's been a marked shift in tone among leading Senate Republicans. Orrin Hatch defended Trump's decision and downplayed the seriousness of Moore's alleged misconduct. The powerful chairman of the Senate Finance Committee and the president pro temp said Trump really didn't have a choice. He told reporters, quote, Trump needs every Republican he can get so he can put his agenda through. So that's the only Republican you can possibly get down there. Many of the things he allegedly did are decades ago. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has also walked back his calls for more to drop out of the race. He says now, quote, the people of Alabama are going to decide. It's really up to them. The only Senate Republican willing to criticize Trump's decision yesterday was Jeff Flake, the Arizona Republican who's retiring rather than seek re-election. A Washington Post Shar School poll published this weekend shows the race is within the margin of error, with 50 percent of likely Alabama voters supporting Democratic candidate Doug Jones and 47 percent backing more. White House officials say Trump believes that he can get more across the finish line. The bottom line is that Trump has remade the GOP in his image and infused it with his sensibilities. A lot of elected Republicans say they're uneasy with it, but they continue to go along. This might come back to haunt the party. A new Gallup survey suggests that Trump is driving some people away from the GOP. Last November, 42% of Americans identified as Republicans. That number has slipped five points to 37%. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, the Supreme Court ruled Monday night that the Trump administration can fully enforce Trump's revised travel ban while challenges play out in lower courts. The court gave no reason for its decision, but said it expects lower court reviews of the executive orders to proceed quickly. The latest iteration of the ban blocks various people from eight countries, six of which have Muslim majorities. Federal judges in Maryland and Hawaii have blocked its implementation for foreign nationals who have a bona fide relationship with a person or entity in the United States. Number two. Bob Buller's team of prosecutors asserted Monday that a longtime associate of former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort has ties to Russian intelligence. 
Prosecutors argue that Manafort and a Russian colleague have been secretly ghostwriting an English-language editorial that appeared to defend Manafort's work advising a Russia-friendly political party in Ukraine. The government says that editorial violates a court order prohibiting the parties from making public statements that could sway jurors. This is the first time the special counsel has alleged a Trump official had such contacts. The statement came as prosecutors withdrew their support for a joint bail deal filed last week that would have released Manafort from home detention and GPS monitoring while he awaits trial. Meanwhile, a newly revealed email appears to directly contradict Trump's former deputy national security advisor, Katie McFarland, who testified before Congress in July that she did not know anything about interactions between Michael Flynn and Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak. But McFarland sent an email last December to another transition official saying that Flynn would be talking with the ambassador that evening. Also new this morning, Mueller has now issued a subpoena to Deutsche Bank regarding its business dealings with President Trump. The bank is Germany's largest lender, and for months it has rebuffed calls by Democratic lawmakers to provide more transparency on the roughly $300 million that Trump owed the bank for his real estate dealings prior to becoming president. Now the bank must submit documents on its relationship with the Trump family. Number three, the White House is reportedly weighing the creation of a private spy network to bolster intelligence services. The Intercept reports that the Trump administration is considering a set of proposals developed by the founder of Blackwater, Eric Prince, a private military company, and a retired CIA officer. The proposals would provide CIA Director Mike Pompeo and the White House with a global private spy network that would circumvent official U.S. intelligence agencies. The sources tell The Intercept that the plans have been pitched to the White House as a means of countering deep state enemies in the intelligence community who they say are seeking to undermine the Trump presidency. Among those trying to sell the White House on this idea is Oliver North, a central figure in the Iran-Contra scandal who's now a talking head on Fox News. What could possibly go wrong? And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, December 5th. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.